what is happening everyone and welcome back to another episode of sbst um this is probably our favorite episode to film for so for this season so far we've got the biggest competition of 2020 or 2021 at this point the euros the european championships bowen i know you're just as excited as i am about this there's there's so much to talk about all the groups all the predictions and um yeah like do you want to just start going through it already or what yeah, Milan, it's definitely my favorite time of the year. It's um, June for international football when we get these tournaments underway. And this year is no doubt because, look, it's the first international tournament since the World Cup a couple years ago. Obviously delayed by a year due to the pandemic. But, hey, we are now one day away. Today's Thursday and tomorrow, Friday, June 11th, it kicks off uh, with the first game being Turkey, Turkey versus Italy in uh, Group A. So, Milan, let's go through Group A. Group A features Italy, Switzerland, Turkey and Wales. Um, Italy was has to be considered the favorites in this group. Uh, you'd have to say that for sure, right? Uh, I would think so. I mean, listen, they're coming off a 27-game unbeaten run right now, and they've mm-hmm. got a great mix of both young talent and, exper- and experienced core. you got the likes of Chiellini and, you know, uh, someone like Donnarumma is young, but yet has already played so, so much for both club and country. Um in terms of young talents, you got the likes of Bastoni from Inter, Locatelli from Sassuolo, who's been fantastic and highly sought after this summer. I believe Manchester City is in the running for him, as well as, of course, Juventus, Federico Chiesa, who are all going to be fantastic players yeah. throughout this tournament. And I think this team could easily go all the way. I agree. I don't know if they could easily go all the way, but they're definitely... People have talked about uh, Italy as being the dark horses to the point where they're not even a dark horse. They're, they're a contender. I agree. I and agree. I think this is easily the best Italy side in years. 2014, very disappointing. Didn't make the uh, didn't make didn't make it very far at all there. 2016, the Euros with a better showing, and 2018 missed out on the World Cup entirely. So it's a younger team. You still got the mainstays in defense. Um, but I think the midfield is definitely revamped. Uh, and then in attack, Chiro Mobile, he's gonna be leading the line for them. Don Aruma in goal. Uh, that's a new face. In there, it used to be Buffon and Nev for years and years and years. But I think this Italy team is younger, and I think they're not a favorite, but definitely do not be surprised if you see them in a semifinal. 100%. 100%. Um, as for the other teams, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales, I'd have to say Turkey for me is definitely the second team in that group, second best. I really like what they bring Agreed. to the table. Um, Wales, as we all know, they went on quite the surprise run in 2016, uh, getting knocked out to eventual champions, Portugal, um, defeating Belgium in that tournament, which was one of the greatest games I've seen in a while. And then Switzerland, I don't know about, I don't know about them. It's, they're always kind of in there. Like, they're, yeah. what, yeah. What do you make of the other teams in the group before I, before I ramble on for five well, minutes? I 100% agree with you. Turkey is uh, the team that should be getting second in this group, 100%. For me, Turkey is the dark horse to make the semis even. Uh, coming in yeah. from that second place spot, whoever they're going to play in first place, I'm not entirely sure exactly how the groups are uh, worked out. I didn't really go through the tables that much. But uh, they've been very good throughout 2021. I believe earlier on this year in international break, they played uh, Netherlands and they beat them like 3-1, 3-2. They dominated the game. Um, they've got champions and they've got talent on their team already. They got the likes of Leo's, Yusuf Zayzici, Burak Yilmaz, Zeki Celik, 
all those players are co- going to coming off an extreme high of uh, winning, you know, a Cinderella story. Exactly. Title. Exactly. And then, coming and in then, in good form. So that's and then players like Hakan Chalanoglu, who, you know, he may not be the best for Milan, but he sh- certainly shows up when it comes to playing for Turkey. And uh, I completely would not doubt to see them in the semifinals. It would not be a shock for me, at least. Yeah, in 2016, I actually had Turkey making the semifinals. I did a uh, bracket back then. They massively disappointed me. That did not all. Be, that obviously did not happen. But this time around, they they've got a nice. I think they've got a really nice chance at progressing. Um, what are your thoughts on Wales and Switzerland? I don't think. I mean, this group is pretty open after Italy, in my opinion. But I mean, I don't see much from Switzerland. Um, really i i don't i just they've got nice players in there and bolo uh jan sommer uh jordan shakiri obviously and then granted jaka who plays clearly i think he plays better for switzerland than he actually does at club level but that's my percent as an arsenal no, supporter so it's 100 true for some reason he shows up as a completely different player when it comes to putting on the swiss uh, shirt so switzerland uh i think they're going to be a fairly dangerous team actually to play personally because um Similar to Italy, they've got a decent mix of both experience and young talent. Mm-hmm. You know, as you mentioned, uh, Xhaka, Shakiri, Jan Sommer, those are both, uh, all three of those players are the experienced players. Then you got the likes of Abril Donald You got Zakaria from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. You got Manuel Akanji from Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Akanji, uh, Akanji could be a nice cog in the midfield for sure, or in, in, in defense rather, but he's a solid player. And then Mbabu, um, with the pace that he has on the right side of the defense uh, from Wolfsburg, I believe. I think they're going to be a pretty hard team to play against, at least. Uh, I don't really know much about their coaching style or the way they play in general as a team. But I think in terms of just talent alone, they're going to be a pretty, pretty difficult team to play against. And uh, second place would definitely be between them and Turkey for me. And then, and then we both discredited Wales pretty heavily. And what are our thoughts on them making another run in this tournament? The thing is, listen, it's a one-man team. Um, they were very lucky that for some reason in the last year, uh, in the last tournament, uh, Joe Allen decided to be, truly become the Welsh Javi and the Welsh Iniesta. But he's not doing that again. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to count out Gareth. Count, catch me before I count out Gareth Bale on anything. I can yeah. easily see him picking up at least three points or six points in this group somehow, but alone, but I just don't know for sure whether or not how deep they can really go. It's just what else do they have in Wales other than this? And Randy's had a horrendous season. Gareth Bale has also had a pretty quiet season for his standards. Uh, of course, he hasn't played much club football in the last few years, almost. Um, he just, he's not the same. And I don't know how deep Wales can, go without you know more than just gareth bale mm-hmm. i agree i would not be surprised to see wales come dead last in this group shout out to what they did credit them for their past successes in 2016 but it's a new it's five years later uh gareth bale is not the player he was back then aaron ramsey is older and um yeah i just don't know i just don't see it happening for wales this year if they surprise me so be it but i just don't i just don't i just don't see much from them Okay, uh, on to Group B now. Let's pull up the table. Group B features Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. For me, this is a very open group, as a lot of these groups are after the the one favorite team. I don't think there's a lot of groups uh, in this tournament besides Group F, really, that have two heavyweights in them. This one features Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Moen, I think we both have to say Belgium is the clear favorite here. 
Um, it's coming up on the end of their golden generation. But then after that, it's pretty open. I would say Denmark comes second, but hey, it's international football. And we've seen from time to time, big, big sides crash out in the group stage. Uh, Finland, their first ever, their first ever Euro appearance. And uh, Russia in fourth place uh, in, the, in the standings on FODMOB. But we'll see what happens with, with them as the tournament progresses. Uh, how do you, what do you have to say about the makeup of Group B? Well, like you said, uh, Belgium are the clear favorites to make it out of this group. Uh, every year they're considered, every year someone looks at their team, they say, they're dark horses to win the tournament, they're dark horses to win the yeah. tournament, me included. I've uh, been a Belgian supporter of that team, just the way that team plays and the talent they have since 2013, 2012, around that time of mm-hmm. the year. And um, they've let me down. You know, they, they've they've made it deep, but they've let me down. Other than 2018, I would say they've let me down because 2018, you came up against France. What more can you do? You played, oh, yeah. you played a fantastic game and you only lost one no. Um, but uh, you were saying their golden generation. I wouldn't even say that this is their golden generation any longer. I mean... Their defense is is completely shot now. Um, Ryan and I don't believe he'll be playing, and uh, Vincent Company is obviously retired from international football. Um, the only player I can really think of there is Toby Alderweireld. That's experienced. Other than that, you've got uh, some all right. Mounier apparently has had a horrible season, from what I understand, for Dortmund. And um, Boyata, there's a, a decent player named Boyata from Hertha Berlin, but I just don't know what that defense will like be able to do against like the top offenses in uh in the euros i think they'll go decently far maybe quarterfinals semifinals but not further than that for me you don't think they'll make it past the quarterfinals i mean i can see it if they're for me their squad has to be at full health for them to progress pretty far um, obviously Kevin De Bruyne picking up an injury in the Champions League final. We don't know how that will impact his tournament. And then Axel Witzel for Dortmund, he's uh, he's suffering injury right now as well. And then the, the big player, Eden Hazard, he's been riddled with injuries all year and he hasn't really got into any sort of form at all. Uh, you look at their attack, they've got players, but it's Hazard is obviously the key, the driving force to this team alongside Lukaku up front. And he's not, you're not going to have a fully fit Hazard. And if you don't have a fully fit De Bruyne either, I think that really limits what you can do. Not to take anything away from them. They still got nice players. Tielemans, Carrasco, um, Mertens in there as well. But I just don't, I just don't think this is their year. I just, that's one thing me and you are both counting out though. Lukaku is coming off one of the best seasons of his career, if not the I'd, best I'd season say of his the career. Best season of his career, yeah. Uh, some he recently hit about sixty goals and less than hundred caps. He became the youngest player in history to score sixty goals for his national side, and that fast, uh, that fast. Yeah, I think Lukaku. If if there's a way Belgium goes further in the quarterfinals or the semis, this will all be on Lukaku's back. Uh, he's gonna be he, he's gonna have a great tournament. For me, probably one of the the lesser thought of picks for the golden boot this year. I I definitely say that's a good value pick. If you're, if you're thinking of betting on this tournament, Lukaku for top scorer, for sure. That's it all depends on the service that he gets. And it, that service will be limited if Hazard and De Bruyne aren't there, but I think they can still make some noise. But again, I don't think they're coming into this as, although they're ranked as world number one by FIFA, which is just don't even get me started on that ranking. That's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I, they're, they're not worthy of that ranking, and I think they're going to disappoint some people. So that's what I have to say on Belgium. As for the other teams in this group, 
Um, what are what what do you make of the other three sides in this group, and who do you think progresses? Uh, I think similar to Group A, this is going to be uh, a two-man race for second place, and then fourth place just is fourth place. I don't see them even maybe winning a point. Uh, Finland, I, I'm sorry, there's there just is not enough talent in the Finnish side to be able to do much. Uh, Timo Puki off the top of my head, and um, Lukas Kradetsky. Those are the two players I can think of for Finland. And there's only so much you can do uh, without a full team and with yeah. only two players. Uh, Denmark have consistently been a great team. You know, you got similarly to so many other teams, you got a mix of experience and young talent. You got Simon Kerr from Milan. You got a young but experienced player in Kasper Schmeichel. You've got uh, Poulsen. You have you know, Martin Braithwaite from Barcelona. You've got, you got an interesting side. To Thomas play. Delaney's in there. Thomas yeah. Delaney, another good player. You've got an interesting side to pull lightly, but uh, they'll definitely be fighting for second place with Russia for me because Russia is coming off a great, great 2018 World Cup. Wow. Run. And uh, it's a very slept on team, I believe. Every, there's never been an international tournament that Russia hasn't, you know, made a little bit of noise in. Um I remember Euro 2008 was their year. I believe they made it to the semifinals that year. Um, 2012, uh, Alan Zagoyev, who I listed as probably playing their, one of his last international tournaments for Russia, he was a top one of the top goal scorers in that tournament uh, when it was held in uh, Ukraine, Russia, or Ukraine, Poland, part of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to be a, a pretty interesting team. You know, Leonid Slutsky, he's a, he's a good coach, and I think uh, they'll, they'll be fighting for second place with Denmark for sure. That's very impressive, and I did not, uh, I did not know your knowledge on the Russian team. So thank you for <laughs> carrying there. But um, I think, I think this has to be Denmark's second place. Really, I think their squad is clear of Russia and what Finland bring to the table. Uh, but again, they could very well disappoint. Uh, is this the tournament that Casper Dahlberg puts it together? Um, probably it not. Could be. It could be. <laughs> but you it never could know. be. It could be. So I definitely. Oh, and Hoybier, he's in the midfield as well uh, for for Denmark, and he's. A, as much as I hate to say it, he's a very good player. Andreas Christensen, Simon Kerr in defense, Vestegaard as well, um, and Schmeichel between the sticks. So that's a very nice team. Um, are they going to go far? We'll see. I definitely say they're my dark horse for the tournament, though. I don't know if that's – is that like a bandwagon pick to you? I don't. I haven't seen a lot of people. Not at all. I've never seen Denmark a single person pick all. Denmark as a dark horse pick, and it's a fantastic dark horse pick because no one's actually calling it a dark horse pick. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's actually it's a genuine dark horse pick. So I'd have Denmark progressing, um, but then again, with the third place rule, uh, with teams being able to to progress, even if you make third place, as the last timeouts champions Portugal did, which don't even get me started on that either. Um, we'll see. So let's go on the group C now. This is for me the most un this is uncharted territory here. Oh we yeah, got, we got Austria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We got Austria, the Netherlands, who are back in an international tournament after missing out on the last two, North Macedonia, and Ukraine. Um, again, Milan, clear favorites in the Netherlands here. And after that, it's pretty open. I could see it going to any of the other three teams except for North Macedonia, but it's international football. Again, we, uh, I'm always down for a surprise. So what, what, are, what do you make of this group? I'm going to be bold. Netherlands is on top in this group. I can see it. I can see it. Andrei Shevchenko has brought out an extreme on top potential out of this Ukraine side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it throughout the Nations League. 
they've been fantastic. They've been been beating some huge teams like the, the likes of Spain, Germany. They've been doing fantastic against the big teams. You know, you got a lot of good talent that people are sought after, uh, lo- looking for throughout Europe. You know, Tsigankov has been linked with a big move for a while. Mikolenko, I'm pretty sure he recently moved. Uh, you know, obviously you got Zinchenko and you got uh, some uh, uh, a skillful play, uh, a skillful player in Marlos. I don't think yeah. we should definitely be counting out this team. I think they're going to be top of the group in my top opinion. of the group. Ukraine top of the. I group. got Ukraine top. Wow, that is. I like that. I respect that. I really respect that. And obviously, Yarmolenko leading the line. Um, it's. I'm going to be very honest. I don't know much about Ukraine, um, but I would love to see. I'd love to see them top the group. That'd be quite the story. As for the other teams in the group, North Macedonia. I mean, shout out to them for reaching it. I think they have the longest odds in the tournament, maybe bar Finland, but I think it's uh, this is definitely going to be one of the most interesting groups to me. Obviously, Netherlands are the heavy favorites to win, but without Van Dijk, uh, he's not in the picture. Memphis Depay, he's going to have to... He's been labeled as a star boy for the Netherlands for years and years, and now he's entering his prime. Um, if the Netherlands don't top the group, how far do you see them progressing? They, uh, we've also got to take into consideration they'll be missing Donny van de Beek, who's been, yeah. you know, he, although he has not played much for Manchester United this year, he's a fantastic player for Netherlands, and he was fantastic last yeah, season Ajax. for Ajax. And um, I I just don't see Netherlands making it far. It, for me, it all starts with the management. It's not even the talent, because Netherlands will always have talent, no matter what. Um, the management that they have... Uh, and I believe it's Frank DeBoer. I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to yep. double check that right yep. now. It Frank is Frank DeBoer. DeBoer. Yep. Frank DeBoer, he's not a good coach. He just isn't. He's not at all. And, um, you know, Memphis Depay, he's uh, looking to make a move to Barcelona in the coming weeks. So I'm sure he'll be, you know, trying to put on a good show for um, for other European teams in case anyone else wants to offer him contracts, similar to what, um, you know, Wijnaldum just did for PSG because PSG yeah. went and doubled, doubled the salary that Barca offered. Um but yeah, I, you know, the champion champions of 1988, that won't happen again. Uh, no shot there. There just isn't enough. And the coaching is horrendous. But uh, just quickly about Macedonia, they're horrendous. another, wow. another one man team as well, because Barty, he's been good in La Liga for Levante, but he's not doing much else like there's not much else to work with i'm not entirely sure if goran panda will be playing you know the legendary hairline the you know <laughs> the little mcdonald's logo but um there's nothing much else to speak about on macedonia also their first ever international competition and yep. I- i'm excited for them a lot of my macedonian friends are definitely excited but what else are they really going to do in this tournament other than lose all three games <laughs> i i sure hope they could come out of the group that would be the story of the tournament for me but i don't it's it's a tough it's a tough sell to get me fired up about North Macedonia, but Hey, I'd love it. I mean, I love the underdog. Uh, granted I'm rooting for France, which is the heavy favorites, but that's another, <laughs> we'll get to them later. But, uh, so yeah, Malin, what's your one, two, three, four in this group. Right now you got to give me Ukraine first, Holland okay. second, Austria third, simply because they're just one of those teams that always consistently makes the competitions and doesn't really do much in them. You know, you got the talent, you got David Alaba, you got Marco Arnautovic, you got Valentino Lazaro. But what else do you really have in that team? Um, not really much coaching-wise, not really much else in terms of, you know, danger, like 
they don't consistently win games. They they put on a show, but they don't really win games. And uh, unfortunately, I've got Macedonia finishing bottom of this group. Finishing last, okay. Yeah, I mean, you really rate Ukraine highly. I respect that pick a lot. But um, I would go personally Netherlands top, Austria second, Ukraine third, Macedonia fourth. But I could definitely see a team coming out of this group being one of the four best third place teams to progress. So um, I'm really excited for all the games, but group C is going to be really interesting. Again, I, I think all these groups are interesting. Honestly, when you get to international football, I don't think there's a group that's kind of boring. Um, is that all we have to say on this group or uh, I believe so. any other points to make? Okay, solid. So moving on to group D, we got Croatia, Czech Republic, England, and Scotland. This is Wow, this is quite the group. We got the England-Scotland matchup that'll be taking place. We got Croatia facing off against England, rematch from the 2018 World Cup semifinal. And Czech Republic, who you also can't, can't count out either. I have to say, for me, England are the heavy, heavy favorites to win this group, if not the, not the tournament. But I yes. know you have your opinions on England. Scotland, uh, left back FC, We'll see if they have to bring to the table. <laughs> hey, hey, how great. Scott McTominay is. McSauce is fantastic for Scotland as well. We'll see what they bring to the table, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, my, my hopes aren't too high for them. Shout out Scott McTominay as well, man. I have to, I have to credit you for that point there. But man, Scotland, I, I just don't see it happening. Croatia, though, Moen, are they a dark horse? I don't think you can call them a dark horse. They made the World Cup final. Yeah, a, that's exactly it. They have a squad riddled with talent. They might be the candidate to disappoint just based off how well they did in Russia a couple of years back. But yeah, this Croatia team, I think they're solid. Um, what are your thoughts on this group? Well, to start with Croatia, they remind me a lot of the Belgian team in terms of they have fantastic talent going forward. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Ante Rebic and Modric, both are coming off fantastic club seasons, both of them finishing second in their respective leagues. But they don't have much in the defense. I don't believe uh, Subasic, or is it Subasic that was their goalkeeper, I believe, that used to play for Monaco? I don't believe he plays for the national team anymore. And even if he does, he doesn't play at a top level anymore. Livakovic, I believe, the goalkeeper from Dinamo Zagreb would be their starting goalkeeper. Don't yeah. really know much about him personally. Um, their defense, you know, I know Matej Vida had a great tournament last uh, last time around. Uh, he was able to secure a decent move, uh, went on to Besiktas and did pretty good throughout the last few years. But he's just, you know, father time gets you eventually and he has not been great uh, in the last few months. And I just don't believe he'll be able to hold up that back line any further. I just don't see that defense being able to hold Croatia together, which is why I think second place is a little bit open, personally. Um, England should easily be the favorites, as you said, but for the tournament, because, listen, their talent's undeniable, but in their entire history, they've won one, that's right, one, one, uno international trophy, which is the 1966 World Cup. And, um, you know, Gareth Southgate, interesting choices in the selection for the tournament. Four right backs. Yeah. One of them got injured and it called up Ben White over Fikayo Tomori, who was the best English center back this year, but whatever, whatever. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting side, England, but I don't know how far they'll go. I, don't, I wouldn't pick them as my winners for sure. As the tournament winners or the winners of the group? Uh, winners of the tournament. The yeah. group, I, I could easily see them getting top. There's 
there's just too many downsides to all the other teams. But Scotland, for me, is going to be fighting with Croatia for the second spot just because Croatia's defense is very worrying. I don't think it's as worrying as you make it out to be. Uh, Kaledekar from Marseille, he's solid. He's oh, yeah, Kaledekar is a great player. Um, Dejan Lovren, he's hit or miss, really. But I think Verselko from Madrid, it's going to be a, it's going to, you're going to piece together that back line. But I don't think it's, it's obviously not the strength of the side, but I think just the midfield, what they have to offer there. Obviously, Modric and Perisic are getting up in age, but you got, you got a really talented side. Um, they're not one of the favorites, but they're definitely a team that you can't take lightly at all, Croatia. Um, as for England, clear favorites, but Harry Maguire, if he, how big of a role does he play if he doesn't play as big of a role as he's hoped to play? Uh, it could it could get scary for England. I do not like their I don't like their uh, defense and what they bring to the table. They're stacked in attack, so that's gonna be a real real headache for Gareth Southgate and how he builds that team. You got so many options going forward. The midfield as well for England. It's I mean it's class because it's the England national team. Obviously, you're gonna have a really good squad, but I just think they should win the group. But don't be surprised if they don't come on out on top. Um, yeah, that midfield, it's Mason Mounts, Declan Rice, Jordan Anderson, Calvin Phillips, Jude Bellingham. That's a good – it's a good midfield, but I don't think it's a great midfield. And up top is obviously the strength for England. Uh, how big of a role does Harry Kane play? He's going to be looking to lead the line, but he's had injury problems. And I think England, they're just prone to discipline. So I think they'll win the group, but past that, I don't think they're going to – because they're probably going to have to come up against the winner of group – or the uh, second-place team of Group F, I believe. And that'll be a challenge for them. So if I had to pick one through four, and then I'll let you go on this, I'll say England one, Croatia second, Scotland third, Czech Republic fourth. Interesting. What you, what, what's your one through four? Simply to go against what you've said, I'm going to go England first, and I'm going to go Scotland second. And then give me Croatia third and Czech Republic fourth. Wow, that's uh, Scotland. Wow. Scotland's going to be playing with a lot of passion. This is going to be their first international tournament in a long time. And uh, shout out to some of my Scottish friends, you know, uh, Andy McMullen. I know he's listening. <laughs> some, at some point, he's listening. And um, I'm sh- I, just, I really want to see Scotland make a deeper run. Uh, I, I like their side. I like what they bring to it. But like you said, they have a lot of players in the exact same positions. You know, you've got um, uh, Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson, who are both left backs. You've got uh, Scott McTominay. You've got David Marshall and goal, who was the reason they made it to the Euros in that penalty shooter. I believe it was against Israel, or I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was uh, it was in the playoff tournament to make it into the Euros. But um, yeah, I think they're going to be a pretty difficult side to uh, combat for Croatia. I, I don't think it'll be easy for Croatia for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's another very open group. I don't think it's a slam. I don't think it's a slam shut case at all. I'd love Agreed. to see Scotland progress, but I just don't, I just hate to say it. Scotland fans. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if they have it in them, but then again, no one saw what Wales did a couple of years back. There's always upsets in international tournaments. So I'd love to see them progress, but I think the match of the group stage has to be that England-Scotland match. That's going to be top, top quality television. Uh, so I can't wait to watch that. But do they progress that far? I don't know. Um, any other thoughts on this group or are we, we get to move on? I say we move on to Group E. Group E, okay. 
So Group E features Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. Spain, um, they're clearly out of their golden age of 2008 through 2012. Not too many leftovers from those sides. Um, for me, I think they have to be considered a contender in the tournament, but are they a favorite like they were in years past? No. No Real Madrid players in this in this lineup. So that's really interesting decision there. Um, what are your thoughts on Spain's chances? Uh, from what I understand, they've been enduring injuries in the last few days. I believe uh, Diego Lorente from Leeds recently got injured as well. I, I'm not sure if in the next day or two they will be allowed to call anyone up, whether it be Ramos or Nacho, uh, because, you know, not bringing in a single Real Madrid player is just baffling to me because it's not like Real Madrid's had a horrible season or either of those players don't deserve to be on the national side. You know, Nacho, when Ramos was injured, has stepped up big time. And Sergio Ramos, we know what he brings to the Spanish national team. Mm-hmm. I believe he's one of the top goal scorers for the Spanish national team as a center back or a right back. Um, so I think either of them, if uh, in the next few hours or by tomorrow, whatever it is, um, are able to be called up for the Spanish team, they sh- uh, that would be definitely a big boost for them. But uh, like you said, I think Spain should be topping this group, but... I don't see them as contenders even. It's just Spain is, is, is they don't have it anymore. You know, they, they've lost the creativity in Javi and Iniesta. They've lost the danger up top in uh, David Villa and Fernando Torres and all those kinds of players. Uh, their defense has definitely downgraded. Uh, you know, Brahim Diaz recently, a couple of days ago, scored his first international goal for Spain. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure if he's actually on the Spanish team for this Euros. But, you know, he could be a, a player that brings a little bit of creativity to the side. But other than that, I just like just because this group is a little bit beneath them specifically, I have them topping the group. But okay. other than that, I don't see if they get knocked out round of 16, don't see me. Sh- you should not see me shocked about that. Spain is very I sleep on them big time. You sleep on them. I mean, I love the Americ Laporte addition to that team. He's got slot in right into, in the, into the center back position. They got a really solid midfield, as they always seem to do. But I just um, – up top is where they kind of scare me. Like, their best option would have to be probably going forward Alvaro Morata. And I know you don't rate him highly at all. I don't rate him that highly either. Um, they got to – again, they, their midfield has to be respected. It's the obvious – threat of that side very very nice midfield but i just it's not as not as many options going forward as in years past it's not as dynamic david de gea has been having a pretty rough season this year he's not at the form he once was a couple years ago and yeah Moen, i agree with you what do you have to say on them if they reach the round of 16 which they should if they don't that's a massive disappointment but if they get knocked out in the first knockout state in the first knockout round I would not be shocked at all. So I'm not, I wouldn't throw any money on them winning the tournament. Um, They're not the Spanish side of years past for sure, but that you have to respect them based off their accomplishments and what they've done. But again, I don't have them winning the tournament by any means. As for the other teams in the group, Poland, Slovakia, and Sweden, I really like Sweden's chances um, to progress. No Zlatan Ibrahimovic, of course, he's not, he's not with the national side, but Alexander Isaac, he's a very solid player, um, he's young Swedish phenom. And um, yeah, I, I could definitely see them coming second in this group. What are your thoughts on Sweden? Uh, I think Sweden, 
is I don't know the more talented team between Sweden and Poland in this group. Mm. Um, you know, they've got just more talent in every single position, uh, other than maybe up top, but like just in terms of pure talent, Sweden can still compete there. Uh, you know, Alex Isaac, he's still so so young, but has proven himself in La Liga so far this season and is scheduled for a great big move uh coming in this summer for me. I could see him going to a Barcelona or a big team in England. Uh, I think it's his time. Uh, you know, I'm very, very upset that Ibra won't be playing for Sweden. You know, he finally came back at 39 years of age. He came back to the national side, you know, for one last run. And, you know, what can you do about injuries? And uh, you also have here that Kulusevsky is isolating currently after a positive COVID test. I'm not entirely sure if that means he'll be out of the squad. He'll be back after the two-week quarantine, whatever it will happen. I think he's also a, a fairly... Uh, a fairly dangerous player for the Swedish team. You know, he has had a good season for, um, for Juventus. He's had a fairly, uh, you know, he's done a lot. And Poland is just similarly to, you know, uh, as we mentioned Wales earlier, and I believe we also mentioned, uh, uh, can't remember who else we mentioned for uh, one-man teams, but. Oh, Finland probably, right? I'm not even sure. But anyways, but like <laughs> Robert Lewandowski, you know, for me, last year's Ballon d'Or winner got robbed. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, He, although he had a very rough 2018 World Cup, this is going to be the tournament he blows up. Um, I think he's going to also be another show for top goal scorer. Uh, some of these teams, I could just see him scoring against with these three, four goals because mm-hmm. that's just how he is. Even at 32 years of age, he's he's a phenomenon of a player. He's scoring left and right. And uh, when you have Robert Lewandowski on your team, I can't count you out entirely. I I think you can count, can count out Poland, honestly. They're prone to be disappointments. Again, I can look like a complete fool if they advance and Lewandowski steps up big, but don't be shocked if Poland doesn't do much, man. Like he, they've just been just too disappointing for me to really trust them. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough to discredit them as a one man team. You got players in there. You got Chesney, Fabianski, um, but <sighs> only one of them's playing though. And it's probably Chesney and Chesney's got a lot of mistakes in them. You know what I mean? He does. And then, yeah, the attack is really just Lewandowski up there. Uh, Krikoriak, Zelinski, like it's just a tough sell for me to get fired up about Poland and I don't want to be discrediting that discrediting them but I kind of have to so I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they got third in Slovakia it's for me I'd go one through four I'd say Spain one Sweden second Poland third Slovakia fourth what's your what's your one through four yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not really sold on Slovakia either. I've got uh, Spain first. Give me Sweden second, Poland a close third, and Slovakia dead last. Because yeah, you look at Slovakia. It's Hamšík. Is he even playing? Is he playing yeah. in this tournament? Oh my goodness! He's playing, but it's he's he's up there in age. Uh, and then yeah, not many options going forward. It's. Again, I don't see much out of Slovakia. So, me neither. I mean, I don't think, I think this group, whoever progresses, is not doing, making much noise at all. Yeah. Um, agreed. Any other thoughts on, on Group E? Um, I'll just say uh, for another, you know, underrated sleeper pick, Sweden should definitely be one of those. 
Uh, they've they've got yeah. Tonga around the pitch. So if you were to look for it, to make a you know a sleeper pick for the tournament, I'd definitely pick Sweden as one of them. Potentially could go just just past the round of sixteen, but no further than that for me. I agree. I definitely think it's Alexander Azek's time to, to step up, and I I can definitely see it happening. He's a he's a quality player, and I hope he he shows out and leads the next generation of Swedish talent because he's a really exciting player to watch for me. So. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching Sweden's matches. And yeah, on to Group F. This is the talked about group of death. Group of death. I've heard that phrase so many times that it's just, it's numbing. I don't think, look, there's three teams can advance. Obviously, one of these teams that's going to advance is probably going to be from this Group F. France, Germany, Portugal, and then Hungary. Um I think France will top the group, but don't be shocked if they don't. I like. I feel they're definitely prone to underperform. Uh, I've been talking to everybody who's talked to me has said, and rightly so, that France is the out-note favorites to win the tournament. Their squad is nearly flawless, but I do think that uh, don't be surprised if they don't win at all. Um, what are your thoughts on France's chances to uh, <laughs> to win the tournament? I mean, the chances are high. It's there's no doubt about it. But we kept mentioning, you know, the the best third place team. I just don't see how that won't be the case for this group, exactly. considering that there's three big teams. Yep. The tournament won't want one of either Germany, France, or Portugal not to make it mm-hmm. to the top four. And I don't know we're discrediting Hungary, but you know, I actually had Hungary winning at least one game prior to the big injury, which was Dominic Schaubuschlei. Um, who for you know dragged them into the Euros? Some fantastic free yeah. kicks in the playoffs. He was just he was phenomenal, right? But it's um, it just seems that that I don't see them winning a, even a single game. Uh, and it seems that the top three is just going to be between France, Germany, and Portugal. France should be the favorite to win the entire tournament. It's it's not even a, a, up for debate because they're better than every other team. They are. It's you go position for position, and even the right back who is the right back probably the weakest position. I'd say it's better than most teams. Yeah, I'd say goalkeeper is kind of shaky. I mean, Hugo Lloris, and he's he's a quality keeper, but I do think he has a mistake in him, as we saw in the 2018 World Cup final. Um, but then again, yeah, you get to the midfield, and obviously the attack is just absolutely loaded when it comes to talent. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they go with that center back pairing for Ren, uh, Zuma, Kimpembe. You got options there. Um, but I think I think France will definitely make the semifinals at least. But if they win it, if they don't win it, don't be shocked. That's that's my take. As a France supporter, I'm going to be watching all their games very intently. But again, do not be shocked if they, uh, if they underperform here. What are your thoughts on the other team's chances in the group, though? Uh, as we know, you know, uh, Joachim Love, this is going to be his last tournament coaching Germany, end of an era for Germany. You know, he's been there since before 2010. I remember there were the memes of him picking his nose on the sideline of the 2010 World Cup. Um, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting tournament for Germany because they're missing a lot in some specific areas, in my opinion. You know, they've got Timo Werner up top, but other than that, they don't have much else. And as we've seen throughout the season, Timo Werner is great at everything but scoring goals. And we don't really have more, anyone else except for maybe Serge Gnabry that can score goals for Germany. Thomas, Thomas Miller, we are a Sunday. Thomas Get Miller off. is, yeah, I, I can see them being employed more in the midfield per, uh, both, but th- they are definitely options. 
Um, you know, I think if for what it's worth, they're probably going to be getting third in this group uh, between France, uh, Germany, and Portugal. Um, and Portugal coming in as the flukiest defending champions of all time. But, you know, defending champions are defending champions. I'm not going to – I'll shut up. Um, but this team is, is something. This team is fantastic. For me, this, uh, this should be the team that should be favored over England for the second best odds to win the Euros. I agree. Because I agree. they've got the best defender in the world right now. You've still got Cristiano Ronaldo, who may not be the same he was, as he was back in 2016. But, you know, he's still Cristiano Ronaldo. You've got Jean Felice. You've got um, Andre Silva. And, you know, shout out to FC Wonder Kid on TikTok. This, uh, it's another podcast that uh, posts TikToks. They've got a Portuguese guy that purposely uh, says everyone's names. Oh, I've heard about that, Very actually. Por- oh, I've he heard goes, about that. The Rudy Patrice, you know, he says a very in a very Portuguese accent, and um, shout out to him. I'm sure he'll be excited watching the Portugal games, but they, they definitely got a dangerous, dangerous team, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jacques is coming off of probably the best right back in the world season. Uh, it took it took that title off of Trent for this year. Um, you've got you got you've got talent all over the pitch, you know. Even Sergio Oliveira, who I believe was called up for the Portuguese national team, he's going to be playing probably a few games. You got Bruno, of course, who I didn't even mention. Bruno Fernandes, who's going to be fantastic. You've got Renato Sanchez, who's had a great, great year yep. for Lille. This is a very, very dangerous team. For me, they should be making the final with the ease. Final. If they don't, with it's, ease. it's a letdown. It's a letdown. The final with ease. That is quite the statement, my friend. I did not think you had that in you, but wow. Portugal with, to the final with ease. I think they're very prone... They are, but in terms of pure talent, in terms of pure talent, this is the best talent. This is the best Portugal side they've ever had. Better than the sides with, you know, Luis Figo, with uh, Pauletta, those kind of players. For me, even better than the side they had back in the days of Eusebio, because other than Eusebio, there wasn't much else there, right? So I think they should easily be making the finals with that squad. So you have them penciled into the final. You've got five-time Ballon d'Or winner and the best defender in the world. What excuse do you not have to not make the final other than being prone to uh, mistakes? Well, you're in a really tough group. You have to play Germany, who's very They're going to be making out the group, though. We, we understand that. Even if they get third place in the group, they're making it out the group, right? So what excuse do they have not to make the final other well, than that? What if they run into uh, – I don't know. It's international football. Anything can happen. I mean – also, they're coming in as the defending champions. They have a target on their back. Like people are going to be gunning. I love it. I love it. I, I hope. I hope they get knocked out in the round of sixteen. I, I will adore that. <laughs> so, if you had to pick, though, if you had to pick whether they make it past the group, uh, past the round of sixteen or the final, what's more likely? Them getting knocked out in the first knockout round or them making the final? Portugal. Yeah. Give me, give me Portugal out in the quarterfinals. Out in the quarters. Okay. I will. Uh, I'll write that down. Keep that in your notes. Keep that in my notes. Yeah, Portugal to the quarterfinals knockout, though. I mean, yeah, Milan, looking at their squad, um, Ruben Diaz, Joao Cancelo, Pepe, Jose Font, Rafael Guerrero. Like, this is probably up against France. France is a better squad, but still, I mean, it's you have depth in all areas. I, I agree with you on that. Portugal's a really interesting case, though, because as we both know, they look, they won the Euro 2016. I'm very salty about that. But um, they won it. You have to put respect on their name. Uh, it was a shaky route to the final for sure, but they did it. 
So they're the defending champs. You got to respect them. I would not be surprised if they came second or third. I still think France tops the group, but I just, I just don't see them going back to back at all. Um, I, with you, I think I agree. They make it to the quarters, but past that, I don't know how much farther they go. Um, any other thoughts on this group? I think this is the most intriguing group by far, just based off the amount of talent in there. But I just, I just don't know if the winner comes out of this group, which is that's my take. I don't think the winner of the tournament comes out of Group F. I, uh, I'm extremely disappointed in the fact that this group was made the way it was because you've got you know, the champion of the World Cup. Uh, the champion of the last World Cup and the champion of the last Euros on one group that that should have been divided up. You know, mm-hmm. obviously it is what it is, but I'm I'm disappointed that we got too many of these powerhouses playing each other so early on. I want to see these teams play against each other in the quarters, in the semifinals. These are the games you want to see them playing against each other, right? Um, but it is what it is. Uh, France should be top in this group. Portugal should be getting second. Germany, uh, they could push for a second, but I think they're getting third. And Hungary, I. <laughs> I, I don't know a single uh, unlucky, more unlucky person than a Hungarian right now yeah. because I'm sure they did not want to be in this group at all. It's the worst group to come up against for any team, really. I mean, it's just tough. And with it's just, who knows? Maybe they surprise people. Maybe Portugal or Germany or even France finishes. France won't finish last. Like, let's be honest. But <laughs> you know what I mean? They could, they could Oh, my in. goodness. If, if you jinx that and they somehow finish last, oh, my God. It would could be, you imagine? It would be ridiculous. I wouldn't be surprised, though. France, I mean. Benzema. Yeah. Look, we didn't even mention the fact that Karim Benzema is back to the national side. It sounds ridiculous to say, but I would not be surprised if France disappoint. Like, I'm, I'm predicting France are going to disappoint. They'll make it out of the group stage. Um, I'm kind of going in circles here. But, like, look, they're prone to disappointments. They have a good tournament, and they follow it up with a really bad one. Uh, so this is their golden generation by far, France. But I don't think they win the tournament. So with that, what's your prediction as for your, as for a team to watch, I guess? Like, your, your dark horse? Because we've My dark talked horse. about a lot of dark horses. What's your dark horse? Uh, it's got to be Turkey. Uh, for me, my pick for the semis, Turkey, just too much, too much uh, specific talent in specific areas. You know, you got great talent in the attack, great talent in the midfield. You got great defensive presence. Um, and the most important thing, you have passion. That's literally the most important thing you can have in this tournament. Um, we're finally having fans back in the stadiums we're, mm-hmm. uh, and stuff, which is going to be huge for these players that are playing hard and out. Uh, I believe Belgium is going to be playing Russia in Russia, which is, you know, okay. that's going to be huge for the Russian side. I Listen, if they get a 1-1 draw, don't be shocked. Because yeah. when you have fans cheering your name out and out, the opposition is is scared because they're like, what is going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's such a difficult presence to be playing in when you're being cheered against, right? There aren't a lot of players and a lot of teams that can play with that. You know, we've seen Ronaldo thrive on that occasion when people are booing him. He'll score a hat-trick and shut them up instantly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of teams like to fold when they're cheered against. And I believe that's going to be a huge factor playing into a lot of these uh, a lot of these teams. But, yeah, for me, Turkey is definitely the dark horse to make the semis. And with that being said, what would your biggest team prone to disappointment? Who would that be? I, there's there's a lot to pick from to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, you know, Belgium is 
a pick that should be uh, up there. They're definitely a disappointment, in my opinion. England, I always consider them a disappointment because they're England. Uh, Netherlands are going to disappoint because they're in a cakewalk group and they're going to get second place. I'm calling it right now. I don't, I don't, Spain is going to be a disappointment. <laughs> like, I, all these big teams, it's because the thing is, they ever since they kept expanding this tournament, adding in more groups and more teams, all these smaller teams have been having a chance to just, you know, somehow sneak in a win and then all of a sudden the big teams are out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, France, as you said, to be your biggest disappointment, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Um, I believe 2006, they made it to the World Cup final, and then 2010 World Cup. They went out in the groups. Well, in 2008, they came bottom of that group. People, people oh, I forgot about, about that. I forgot forget, about that. But France disappointed massively after the 2006 World Cup final. Um, and then again, yeah, they they were had high expectations. 2016, 2018, they put it together. But I think based for me, France, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll run through my dark horse pick. As I said earlier, I think Denmark is my dark horse for sure. I haven't heard too many people talking about them. I think they've got a really nice team. And then for biggest disappointment, hmm, I'd have to go with France just because the expectation, they're the heavy favorites. Uh, if they don't win it, they're going to be a massive disappointment. I don't think they will. Uh, I'd love to be wrong because I'm going to be cheering them on every game. But I just, yeah, I'd say France just based off it's their wealthy expectations. It's funny you say that. Um Recently, I think in the last few days, Jose Mourinho said the exact same thing you just said. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone told Deschamps that statement. Deschamps said, I thought the, <laughs> that's funny. I thought the exact same thing about the Tottenham side, uh, which, which was an interesting little, you know, a little bit of banter between the two of them. But yeah. uh, it's, it's interesting that you said that, even as a, as a France fan, uh, that, you, you know, if they don't win it, it's a disappointment. Anything short of a, uh, taking on the trophy is massively disappointing. I think their squad, just based off how much hype they've been getting, Mbappe is better than he was in 2018. Uh, they got so many options going forward. Uh, I, I, we've we could beat this horse horse to death, but I just think anything short of a short of bringing home the trophies, it's you got to look at unless they lose like 10, 11 on penalties to let's say England. Shout out uh, Man United real quick. <laughs> Anything less than like a penalty shootout. Wait, did you say lose to England on pens? Well, just throwing it out as an example. like Because uh, that's the least likely thing possible. <laughs> England and penalties. Well, let's Listen, Germany and penalties, I'll take. England and penalties, no chance. England, the first time in my life I've seen them win a penalty shootout, and it was against, uh, who was it, Colombia that they played in the World Cup? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that's... Ever since that, th- you don't trust England in a penalty shootout, no matter what, no matter what, no, even if the odds are completely in their favor, if it's a penalty shootout, choose the other team. I get, if you guys are placing bets and you, mm-hmm. it's going to pens, I promise you, if you bet on that team against England, you will win that money. Take it from me. Take it from me. If you land. don't, if you don't, if you put five bucks and you lose that five bucks, I'll personally pay back the five dollars. <laughs> I will e transfer you five dollars Canadian if. You lose that five dollars betting against England. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. Oh, that's awesome. I might have to. I might have to take up your word on that. That might be the move. <laughs> that might be the move. Yeah. So, Owen, what's your golden boot prediction for the tournament? I think Harry Kane should take it, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm gonna go with either Lewandowski or uh, Lukaku. 
purely based on the the easiness of their groups. I believe they can get a good five goals in their group alone. If they go any further than that, they'll get a couple more goals. And, you know, I believe whoever will win Golden Boot will get over six goals in this tournament. I agree. I would say for me, yeah, Lukaku. I agree. Lukaku would be my pick just based off he's in the form of his life. Um, if De Bruyne can contribute nicely, if Hazard can come back and generate some type of form, uh, Lukaku will be getting a ridiculous amount of service uh, with passes and balls being fed to him. So he'll have the opportunity to really do some damage. I think Denmark will be their toughest matchup in the group, but against Russia and Finland, I would not be surprised to see him score score goals in those matches. And then obviously Belgium should be in the knockouts and he should net a couple there. So I think Lukaku would definitely be my pick for that. Um, and then uh, let's say it. Oh, right. Winner. Who's, who's the pick? You go first. You I go first. first. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say Italy. I think this is their year. Oh my God. The France fan picks Italy. Oh I my do. God. I do. Their group is their group shapes up nicely for them. They have a really deep side. And even without Verratti for the first game, Verratti's a top class midfielder. He'll probably slide right back into that side. Immobile, looking for him to step up. But again, they have options. Uh, it's a rejuvenated Italy side, as I said earlier. And I would not be surprised to see them take it. So Italy is my pick. Wow. <laughs> I'm in shock. Mm-hmm. I am in shock. Well, for the purpose of, you know, purposely picking against you, I'm going France. France has got to win it. You know, they've got the best team. They should be winning this easy. And um, they're, you know, they're defending finalists, defending World Cup champions. Uh, they, they're going to be pl- – I don't remember exactly where the finals are being played. I think it's Wembley. I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Yeah, Wembley Stadium. Uh, you know, they've always delivered when having to play against England. So I'm sure playing in Wembley will give them that edge <laughs> against whoever they play. Uh, I agree with you that uh, Italy's group shapes up well for them wherever they finish in that group, whether it should be top, whoever they play against in second place will be an easy opponent for them. And they should be making a deep, deep run. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to, all I know is it's going to be a fantastic tournament. And uh, I, I'm so excited. I've been waiting on this since, Two years ago, not even last year, yeah. two years ago. Yeah. So I I can't wait. It's definitely going to be a great tournament. Uh, Milan, as you've said, and I'm sure you put this out on your Twitter, you're going to be enjoying the game, I believe, tomorrow at a patio for the first time. And yes, sir. Who knows how long. So it's going to be, it's going to be. Shout beans. out Ontario to opening up. Shout out. No, I won't be able to watch that patio myself, but I'll have a couple beers myself. Uh, and it's just going to be great. It's going to be such a relief to have international football back. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not cheering on Italy to win, but if they, I believe they will be end up winning the tournament. So that's, uh, I think that's all I have to say on that. Any more, any more thoughts on, on the Euro? All I'm going to say is if you're not a big football fan, this is the tournament you should be watching to get yourself into the sport because you're going to see a lot of passion. You're going to see a lot of, um, you're going to see a lot of talent. You're going to see a lot of great footballers, obviously. Europe is, um, you know, the mainstay for all the great players. We've got a lot of players, obviously, in Copa America as well, which we haven't yeah. really touched on this video. We may touch on it, you know, going forward in the next, uh, uh, next week or something. But um, both of these tournaments are have some of the best players and the best teams in the world. And um, if you're not a big football fan, this is the time to get into it. Trust me. 
No, hundred percent. And get good point on the on the Copa America. Um, obviously, the Euro takes the spotlight, but that's going to be another tournament that I'll be following for sure. The amount of international football over the next month is going to be outrageous, and I think I think it's just going to be just going to be great to have international football back, especially with fans. It would have been a massive disappointment not to have fans, but obviously vaccinations are coming along. Uh, fans getting more and more back into the stadiums, and hopefully by the final there could be a good capacity. Um, in England for that I don't think England will be in that final uh, it'd be hilarious <laughs> it'd be hilarious if they made the final on, on English soil and lost but again that's I would love that's, it that's love another it. story for another day but yeah Malin, um it just again just cannot wait for for tomorrow's game Italy versus Turkey kicking it off and it's just gonna be great it's gonna be absolutely uh, action-packed month and whoever whoever wins wins um, but yeah, just really looking forward to it. So, um, any more, any more thoughts or, uh, is that, is that all how that has to be said? Uh, I think that's all that has to be said, buddy. <laughs> all right. Well, Milan, thank you again for, uh, talking today. It's been great previewing this Euro- European 2020 tournament, uh, for myself and Milan, uh, Bowen, this has been another episode of Spotly by Sports Talks. Again, apologies for not being as consistent with the uploads. Um, we've had some issues with last week's, but we'll get that up. And then obviously tonight's episode, we'll be looking to get up right away because this is not going to be evergreen. We want to get this up as soon as possible. So this will be up uh, really quick. But again, thank you to everyone who listens, supports the show. And um, yeah, just looking forward to the Euros. So another episode of Slightly by Sports Talks. We're out. Later.